Hey guys, welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Priscilla Flores Rodriguez. I hope you guys are doing well. We are on the last episode of this season. So season one is now coming to a close. This, the next episode that I'll be sharing with you guys after this will be season two. So that's awesome. We made it all the way through. I didn't mean to rhyme, but that's really cool. I feel like the timing is right to start a new season. Lots of changes that are happening in so many people's lives and in uh, so many different aspects of people's lives. So I just feel like it is fitting to start a new season. All right, so let's go ahead and get into self-control. Self-control, the last fruit mentioned in Galatians. I do wanna preface by saying Please don't shoot the messenger. I am just the messenger. Uh, these are God's truths. This is what God has laid on my heart. I want you to know that I'm also preaching to myself um, in this message that I have to share with you guys. But at, at the end, I truly do hope that you feel encouraged and loved because you are so loved by the God of the universe, the creator of all creation. And he wants you to know above anything and any anything and everything that you are loved. Now, I did kind of think into why is self-control last? Why is that the last fruit mentioned? And this was kind of my thought process into why I think that this is the last one. So hear me out. So love is the first one mentioned. It's the first fruit mentioned in Galatians. Well, you have to love yourself in order to be joyful. Um, it's our incentive to love is to feel the joy. Now, when we have the joy of the Lord and the joy of our salvation, you can be at peace with who you are as, as a citizen of the kingdom of light. And in that peace, you can grow in patience with yourself and with others, which allows you the power to be kind to yourself and again to others. Allows you to do good, be good, and to be faithful to your word and to be gentle towards others and yourself. Now, once we get to grow in these aspects of our lives, I think then we can conquer or practice the art of self-control. Now, we tend to lack self-control just as a whole as human beings, especially here in America. We tend to lack self-control um, because our desire is really to fill an urgent need. And think about it, when you are at that crossroad where you have to make a decision to either give in to that urgent need or to give in to the desire of God's will for us. Um, most likely, or a lot of the times, a lot of the times our desire is so strong in getting that fix of that urgent need that we put aside our desire to want to please God or to allow God to transform us. But one thing that I did kind of put into perspective or something that was put into perspective for me as I was doing some digging around for self-control is that our desire for God has to be greater 
than the desire to dot, 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 and fill in the blank of your own um, urgent need that you struggle with. But it can be binge eating, binge watching TV, drinking, watching porn, cussing, behaviors of fits, rage, anger, drugs, gambling, any kinds of addictions, laziness, and the list goes on and on. And if any of those hit a chord in your heart, just know you are not alone. Just a few of those listed above are some of the things that I struggle with when it comes to self-control. So just know that you are not alone. Now these very things in turn that we are looking uh, for comfort in um, are the very thing that leaves us broken and vulnerable. Proverbs 25, 28 like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. Meaning we are left to be vulnerable and broken in those times. And it leads me to wonder, why do we do that to ourselves? That self-sabotage, um, why do we do that? It's a horrible, vicious cycle. We run to or turn to other things seeking relief or comfort, but instead it brings destruction into our lives. But Priscilla, I love food. But Priscilla, I just can't get enough cookies or fries. But Priscilla, you know, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. And I'm sure you do love those fries and cookies. And I'm sure you do find comfort when you're just at home being lazy and not doing anything uh, rather than doing the better um, of just like sitting in God's presence. But the question that we should ask ourselves in that moment when we're coming across that crossroad there is... Do you love yourself more than that immediate gratification? Do you value yourself more or greater than that thing that you run to? Even deeper, do you love Jesus more? Now, I'm not saying that to bring guilt or condemnation whatsoever, because that's not where I'm trying to go with this. What I'm trying to go with this is that are we allowing Jesus to bring upon us that gratification, even if it's delayed, rather than moving into that instant gratification. It's a constant battle between the flesh and our spirit, or in other words put, the desire to, feel, to fulfill an urgent need versus the more important thing. And throughout time, we have learned just to avoid those temptations. You know, we don't open the web browser because it will open to that site that you are choosing to open in the incognito setting. Or we don't go to the bar because you'll be tempted to grab the drink. But the truth is, there is a way to overcome the flesh and those desires. Now, choosing Jesus before the fulfilling of that urgent need can be a practice, but it can also be taught. In fact, there's a whole chapter in Titus that's devoted to telling us in the way of how we are supposed to be teaching our children and our men and our women to be. Um, so let's take out the word of God and go to Titus 2. And it says, you must teach what is in accord with sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, 
self-controlled and sound in faith, in love and in endurance. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way that they live, not to be slanders or addicted to too much wine, but to, to but to teach what is good. Then they can train the younger women to love their husbands and children and to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and to be subject to their husbands that no one will malign the word of God. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled and everything set them an example by doing what is good. And your teaching show integrity seriousness and sound of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. Teach slaves to be subject to their masters and everything to try to please them, not to talk back to them and not to steal from them, but to show that they can be fully trusted so that in every way they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worthy passion, worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify himself, a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Then, or these then are the things you should teach, encourage and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. Now, it's an unpopular truth, right? I'm sure some of us have are like flipping like, did Titus really say all that? <laughs> or not Titus, did Paul really say all that? But he did. Um, I remember everything in this book in the word of God is to be used for correction, to be used for life. Um, um, Bible stands for the mall as if it really does. I mean, I just heard this a couple times and I like it, but Bible to me stands for basic instructions before leaving earth and so we're highly encouraged to teach our young ones to teach the men to teach the women on being self-controlled now another thing um, another aspect or avenue to kind of dabble on but do we dare do we dare to venture into the thoughts of what brought you to choose the urgent need over what's important what do you watch? What do you think about? What do you listen to? The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You don't think he's out here giving you thoughts, smells, memories, etc. to entice you? For example, in adultery, things don't just happen. There's an, an environment set up, an allure, and a trap being presented. And just like the mouse after the cheese, we are now caught up. But the Lord, the Lord encourages us through Peter to make every effort to add goodness to your faith. 2 Peter 1, 3 through 8, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape 
escape the correction the corruption in the world caused by evil desires let us not forget that we are to be different we should be different uh first thessalonians 5 6 so then let us not be like others who are asleep but let us be alert and self-controlled self-controlled you know the reason to be self-controlled is not just so we can get a pat on our backs or to brag about our sobriety or to make anyone feel as if we are holier than thou. Um, but it's so we can stay alert. So we can, um, if we go back to first Thessalonians five, eight, but since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet for God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation and freedom, freedom from wanting those desires, freedom from wanting to give in. Jesus is coming soon, guys, and this is what we know. Like a thief in the night, no one knows the day nor the hour. And I'll share a little story with you guys. As I was growing up, I had a cousin tell me um, after my aunt passed away, like, Rusha can see everything you're doing because now she's up in heaven. So you can't lie. You can't do this. She even knows, like, when you're going to lose your virginity. And so that guy scared the bejesus out of me. Like, <laughs> I, I just did not want to mess up because I was in fear and in shame um, of the things that I, I had either done or that I was thinking about doing. Uh, not to say that that was the right thing to do, you know, for my cousin, but it did get me to think about my actions. And so as a young adult, when I would be drunk every once in a while, it would just hit me out of nowhere. Like, what if God were to come? Because he says that he's going to come like a deep, like a thief in the night, the thieves in the night, they come like a two, three in the morning. Here I am drunk at the club and blah, 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 blah. So I, <laughs> I would be a little fearful of, of uh, you know, the Lord just showing up and catching me, you know, with my pants down or something like that, you know. Now, we all struggle in self-control, all of us. That's why it's written in the Bible so many times. Even the great saints and warriors of the Bible struggled with self-control. David, he struggled with adultery. Uh, Moses struggled with anger. Noah struggled with drunkenness. Peter also struggled with anger. Um, and Paul, the great Paul, he, good old Paul, uh, Saul turned Paul, he even shared um, his suffering and asked the Lord, why do I do the things that I don't want to do and don't do the things that I do want to do? And it's not because he was lazy, but because our flesh is constantly fighting for that instant gratification. But our Lord is gracious and loving as we practice choosing his truth and love over the very thing which ultimately will bring our soul's death. Now, when we come to that cross crossroad, um, my prayer is that we would allow the Lord to gratify our every need. Let him transform your mind and your habits by his word, through his word. And don't say you can't because with God, all things are possible. 
ask the recovering addict or the couple who are now stronger even after the adultery or the believers who are waiting on Jehovah Jireh to help pay for their mortgage or their bills, you know, rather than going to rob the stores. Or the marathon runner who has patiently endured through all of the training for the gratification that's going to come 26.2 miles later of crossing that finish line. Or the health nut sitting next to you, the person who kicked the nicotine addict. Um, it's possible, guys. It is possible. Keep your eyes fixed on him and choose his love. Aim to please God, not just because you want brownie points, but out of just obedience to him. And he will give you the desires of your heart. If your desire is to break free and walk in your salvation from whatever it is that you have constantly turned to that has now become your habit, your behavior, your lifestyle, then tell him. Tell him, give it to him. Let him know that you are ready to choose him and pick him first. And his word will bring you life. The Lord is so gracious. There is no sin that any of us have ever committed that is unforgivable. And it all it takes is just a prayer to tell the Lord, this is what I struggle with. And, and trust me, he already knows, right? He already knows what you're struggling with. And every single time we choose that instant gratification over spending time with him, leaning into him, choosing him over that destruction, it breaks his heart. So we're going to pray right now that, that Jesus, Jesus, Lord, that you would break our hearts from what breaks yours. Father God, I ask that you would help us to refrain from choosing that instant gratification, Lord. I pray that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you would give us that power of sound mind to choose you, the greater thing, the more important thing, to sit in your presence, to run to your word, to run to you, our strong tower, our great salvation lies in you, Jesus. Our freedom comes from our belief in you, Father, that you can and will transform our minds and to be more like you, to have a greater self-control, Lord. I thank you for this message. I thank you for today. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode. Y'all have a wonderful day. Until next time, this is the end of season one. Season two, we're coming for you. Y'all have a great day. You are just listening to an episode of Fearlessly Authentic. My name is Priscilla Flores Rodriguez, and I hope you felt encouraged in this message. If you did, go ahead and share this episode with a loved one and subscribe to Fearlessly Authentic on Anchor or Spotify to get notifications when episodes are published. Thank you for listening. And always remember, hope is just a prayer away. God bless.